To begin today's show, I am joined by Kamloops Mayor, Mr. Ken Christian. Ken, how are you doing here today? Very good, thank you. Good, thanks so much for taking the time. So I want to start, I guess, by just sort of asking a a bit of a scary situation at Council yesterday. Um, I'm sure it's too early to get an update on on the condition of uh, Mr. Trowin at this point in time, but how is everyone else? I'm sure members of Council and staff who were in attendance were a bit shaken up, but you were able to get back to business fairly quickly. So how is everyone doing from what you could tell at this point? Yeah, it was a very uh, scary situation yesterday. A member of our staff uh, had a medical emergency, and uh, we uh, had to uh, deliver first aid, and then uh, they were uh, taken by ambulance to Royal Inland Hospital, and I don't have an update uh, on the condition. It certainly uh, disrupted our council meeting for sure, and uh, we were able to uh, get back uh, after about an hour delay and uh, completed our business. Yeah, well, just know that everyone here at NL was definitely concerned, and our, our thoughts are with you guys and, and with the, those who are impacted at this point in time. So um, now you were able to get back to business pretty quickly, and, and the big thing uh, on the agenda, at least in my opinion, was the use of gas tax dollars here. Almost $2 million in Community Works funding being paid to the city here this month from the feds. Um, just uh, initial thoughts on the fed that those, that money is actually coming through. There was some question of whether or not the, the city would actually be getting that full $2 million or close to $2 million, and it is going to be coming. So just first and foremost, I guess, happy to see that money come through. Yeah, the, the Community Works Fund, uh, you know, originally when the uh, COVID-19 pandemic struck, uh, we were not sure about the uh, continuation of uh, some of our grants. Certainly our gaming funds, uh, you know, are in jeopardy as well as uh, these funds we weren't sure about. But the federal government actually uh, came up uh, and made us whole uh, in terms of uh, both the amount of the uh, Community Works Fund as well as uh, fast-tracking the delivery of the funds. Usually it comes in two installments and uh, they're going to uh, pay us the full amount uh, in June and that uh, allowed us some flexibility with regard to some of the projects that we have cancelled. Now, um, you can correct me if I'm wrong on any of these, but from what I've gathered, uh, $63,000 is going towards those upgrade for the pickleball courts, which I know uh, the pickleball club here in town had done a lot of work to make sure they paid for a whole bunch there. So the natural uh, progression for the city to chip in just a little bit here, 63000 pretty reasonable, uh, as well as uh, some money now for a ring road or a new ring road at Mac Island and um, 730000 for a summit overpass. So is there any particular reason why those projects were chosen and uh, just happy to see that work moving? ahead yeah i am certainly with the the pickleball ask it, it was relatively small but i think it's indicative of the fact that the uh, pickleball uh, club had uh, certainly satisfied some of the conditions in terms of uh, you know teaching youth to play pickleball and uh, looking at regional kinds of tournament play uh, as well as contributing to uh, the enhanced uh, pickleball courts themselves so uh, that was a no-brainer in terms of the 66,000 uh, the active transportation piece for the summit overpass uh, that's been something that we've been talking about for a long time in terms of the access to and from Thompson Rivers University and uh, you will uh, remember many, many uh, issues related to people jaywalking across the Summit Connector, a very dangerous situation, and this uh, money will go towards the overpass. The overpass is going to cost more than the 700, uh, 731000 but uh, 
it's a start towards mm-hmm. that and it'll allow us once we accumulate enough money to get that project underway. Um, you know, the uh, ring roads at MacArthur Island, anybody that's been out there really, uh, I think, would understand why they needed to be rebuilt. Uh, but that was one that we hadn't previously had on our Community Works uh, grant funding list. But, you know, there's a, a window of opportunity because of the suspension of tournament play and, and uh, relatively low activity uh, out there in, in terms of uh, organized sports. So we're going to take that opportunity and uh, fast track that uh, project. Uh, we'll try to do both phase one and phase two. And uh, that, I think, will enhance uh, active transportation around Mac Island. And certainly there are a lot of people from the North Kamloops and Brocklehurst neighborhoods that use that facility on a daily basis. And uh, I think that this will be good news. Yeah, I think so, too. Like you said, anyone who's driven around that road uh, at Mac Island knows it's something that could definitely use a bit of a facelift. So happy to see that going through myself, and I'm sure many others who use that park quite frequently are happy to see that happen as well. Um, Captain Jennifer Casey Memorial, of course, uh, you know, tragic situation that happened here uh, one month ago here today on on Wednesday. Um, So really appropriate timing, I think, that this actually did come up here at Council. Of course, unanimously voted to move ahead with a permanent memorial. Um, So where is Council now, I guess, in this process here today? Now that we've seen Council give the approval to have a permanent memorial, what's next in the the process to getting a, a permanent structure or a permanent memorial put in place uh, near the Kamloops Airport. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, Director McCorkle will, uh, you know, lead on that initiative, and uh, certainly what we have to do, in, as with any park planning initiative, is, is to, uh, you know, look at the space available and what would be appropriate and, and, and suitable, and we have to run that by uh, both the uh, family of Captain Casey, of course, as mm-hmm. well as the Royal Canadian Air Force, and in particular the 15-wing Moose Jaw, uh, the Snowbirds unit, and, you know, we want something that would both commemorate uh, the 50th anniversary of the snowbirds as well as uh, the tragic loss of life for Captain Casey and you know it, it has to be something that's sensitive, uh, something that would be uh, artistic and something that would be permanent and appropriate so you know uh, I, I'm confident that they'll be able to uh, work that up into a uh, submission that they would bring back to council at some point in time. Do you have any idea in terms of when a, a project target date for something like that would be or is it just too early to say? Well, you know, there's a bunch of construction that's going on out there. Certainly we have our Tronquille Road project that's underway, uh, as well as uh, we have the TMX uh, line going through there. So uh, as part and parcel of completing those, where that park will emerge. Uh, but in terms of the design, I think that that's something that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, could come up uh, sooner than that. Uh, interestingly enough, we had our airport authority meeting uh, last week, and, uh, you know, uh, we had a debrief on the airport's response to the crash. And, you know, one of the things that was mentioned was we never got a chance to actually thank the Snowbirds for their performance in Camelot on May the 16th. And, and that was that was inspirational as Operation Inspiration was intended to be. And, uh, you know, I think uh, those that saw it, uh, you know, felt a sense of pride and a, and a sense of relief at a time during the pandemic that we really needed that uplifting. And it was in that context that the next day uh, was just that ironic uh, tragedy that, that occurred. So, you know, 
you know, I, I think that that's something that we have to uh, recognize and memorialize in our community, just as we've done many other uh, things that we've had to endure. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a great point. It does, uh, definitely gets lost in the shuffle here a little bit, just what did take place to uh, try to have some some motivation here, Operation Inspiration, as it was called here in, in Kamloops the day before, you know, such tragic events took place. Um, Ken, well, one of the things that I kind of missed here when I was trying to follow along with Council was uh, in regards to an early learning advisory group. I know there's been a lot of talk in this town about um, issues around, um, you know, childcare and, and a lack of childcare spaces. I guess, what is the intent of this early learning advisory group here? Yeah, so the uh, UBCM, Union of BC Municipalities, uh, gave us a $25,000 grant to study uh, daycare needs in Kamloops, and uh, that study was presented about a month and a half ago to council, and, uh, you know, it indicated that there's a, a bit of a deficit in terms of access to child care in, in Brocklehurst and in Westside, and, and emerging needs for different kinds of child care, infant care and, and uh, after-school care and, and some of the various classes. And so uh, yesterday uh, we are, uh, had the opportunity to uh, uh, look at the report and, and made some uh, recommendations with respect to uh, putting an early learning advisory engagement group uh, together that we will facilitate. And we wanted to use uh, certainly the Child Care Licensing Office at Interior Health as well as uh, child care providers within the community and advocates for quality child care uh, to you know, sit with us on that and to help to uh, guide the future development of child care in Kamloops. Awesome stuff, Ken. And one more question unrelated to council before I let you go, but we did get the word uh, here earlier in this week that uh, ride hailing, uh, Cabo Ride, is going to be coming to Kamloops starting on Canada Day. Um, you know, I'm sure you're probably sick of having the conversations about licensing and all that kind of stuff when it comes to these ride hailing companies, but just wanted to get your thoughts on this service finally making its way to Kamloops. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's good news. Uh, you know, I've been an advocate for uh, ride-hailing, uh, you know, ever since the beginning. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm uh, glad now that uh, a number of companies actually have been issued licenses to operate in the Kamloops area. And, uh, you know, we want them to do that in accordance with provincial regulation as well as our city licensing requirements. And, uh, you know, good on them. Uh, I, I think that the uh, demand is there, and I think that it will uh, provide Kamloops residents with another safe alternative to uh, get home. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll do this again soon. Thank you very much.